We did it. <laughs> we came back. We did it. We started another episode of a podcast. I think I might have even pushed the music button, like just a, I like I I had start podcast, start broadcast, and then I clicked the music button, and it took like a half a second to like get its ass out of its seat and start being music. I may or I may have like it, it may just clip the beginning of the song when you listen to it. So, so you're sorry. saying you set a new record for how quickly we've committed a turnover in the making yeah. of this podcast. <laughs> we conceded an own goal in the first second of a match. Um, That's a new record for us. It'll be hard to top that, but I'm sure we will. I'm so sorry, Jeff. I'm so sorry to you and to, to any listeners that... Don't apologize to me. Apologize to the fans. You know? That's who you're really hurting. I spend a lot of time apologizing to the <laughs> general public. I feel like some of them are fans. Yeah, just statistically, that's like... Yeah, must be. Um... So kind of right up, right up a Chiron for us. Uh, how, Chiron. How, how are you doing, buddy? We never, we I, never socialize anymore. We mostly talk through this podcast. That's not true. No, I feel like we've we've gone through a. Uh, we have a public and a private channel now. This is like ninety percent of what we used to talk about, but then ten percent is by text, and that's top secret. It's it's basically like we've just decided to just keep track of our friend conversations. <laughs> I told I, I told people that I was like they're like you started a podcast wow like how do you do that that seems like a lot of work and I'm like well first of all I don't do it that often or regularly so that helps and then when we do it we've actually we've been pretty I, I I'm kidding when I say it. like we've actually this is like what our fifteenth fourteenth episode fourteenth episode like that's we I feel like that's a whole season right there season plus in the UK that's two seasons and you get to retire after that you never make anything else. There should be an American version of our podcast coming out soon with about 800 <laughs> more episodes. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you, no, I don't. But like we talk about podcast guilt all the time on this on this particular podcast. But like the fact that there's if there's 38 league matches and like depending upon how quickly you lose in the cups and other competitions, like you're playing 45 to 50 matches oh yeah a season and if you're doing a podcast for each one of those matches this that must be a professional endeavor right yeah i think it is or like the few people that i've seen do it it becomes a professional endeavor quickly that's at least the goal you know once money enters the equation it ruins football podcasting uh <laughs> That is not true, though, because I feel like 90% of football podcasts that money hasn't come into are garbage. So, And we're That's part true. of that. We're on that garbage heap. But the big, the big ones that get the money, they get the good music, they get guests, they get like little interstitials. They get their segments. money for nothing, their chicks for free. They get... <laughs> Why buy drugs when you can <laughs> become a rock star and they give it to you for free? Uh, That's a love actually callback. Um, but... <laughs> I think that just having a producer, a podcast producer who's producing like four or five other shows where they yeah. are marking up like where the edits need to be and like maybe seeing to it themselves, mm -hmm. um, bringing in any additional music or sound effects live. Like they would be the ones who would figure out the like soundboard thing that we can't figure out with this shit. Boots. That wasn't we, we, that was we might just need like soundboards on our phone that we just like hold up to the. <laughs> it's a good bit. Yeah, like just Foley Studios in our houses. We'll, we'll call it phoning it in, uh, and it'll be the way we do our podcast. Nice. So, but you're you're doing you're doing well as a human. You're 
You are in. I don't. I don't know if I can reveal this, but you are in Europe and have been I'm for some Europe, time. And I, I definitely went on Google Maps the other day and saw how many miles away from the Ukraine I or from Ukraine I am. Um, yeah, no, it's a. I will say we're not that far away, really. Like in America, we would just be like another state. You know what I mean? Like we're pretty close, but we're remarkably far away in at least all the important measures of life so far because right now it's like life just goes on completely as normal here if anything it's more normal now because we're getting out of the covid restrictions we've had on and off for two years so like um vienna is a pretty it's very it's like very chill and then you look on the news and you're like oh delaware things are not so chill you know what i mean it's like it's just over there you're like delaware jeff (laughs) yeah so i don't know pretty absurd that way hopefully (laughs) Have you done like the old fashioned like nuclear bomb fallout zone like map tester games that are just like if he if they bomb New York City what's get, what does that mean like yeah have you no, done that but only because I don't know how to I've want oh. to I've clearly looked at the map and sort of done it in my head but like I don't know I think that Vienna would definitely like if there was another Chernobyl or like something magnitudes greater than Chernobyl which is what they're warning about then very well could be, you know, sending a cloud of something that will cut through my skin over. I just texted you nuke map. So if you want to do that later and you want to feel worried, Ooh. if you want yeah. to put a fun tool that can help you worry more, uh, I've got just the thing. Dr. Skylar has got what you need. <laughs> nuke, map. nuke map. Nuke map. Nuclear. I almost said nuclear. Nuclearsecrecy.com. Okay, so I'm on the website now, but how do I launch that? I'm trying to send a missile now. No, no, how do no. I... You, I, think, I think you would type the name of the city with go, and then you would just enter the yield of kilotons, which I don't know. Uh, start with, start okay, with so this isn't how I launch nuclear missiles. This is no, something. No, no. This is a research tool. Okay. Yeah, this is to, this to see what would happen if someone bombed your shit. But, like, you could just do it like weed edibles, where you start with 10 kilotons, and then you see how you feel in two hours, and you work your Bro. way up. Do not take this forty kiloton nuclear bomb. I'm telling you. Do Wait, not have you, take this. Have you have you been drinking already? <laughs> uh, yes, I have actually. We we, we don't want to cross. Not cross. We don't want you to cross fade. We want you to cross evaporate. <laughs> uh, speaking of soccer, yeah, I was going to say, isn't it fucked up that like there's like gallows humors? We're getting nuked jokes to like just loose to lighten the mood. To, like, be okay with it. Like, you got to kind of joke about, like, how messed up things are right now. Things are a little messed up. You did see, I mean, I don't know. Not to turn this into a war podcast when it's a soccer podcast, but did you you saw how they were bombing, like, an actual nuclear plant that was, like, in operation? Well, they did that one, but Chernobyl's not operating. Still, it's fucked up. I get it, but they still have to, like, there's, like, maintenance crews at Chernobyl all the time. I don't know. But then right. the other one, I I will never. There's no hope that I could pronounce it right. It's like jizzizzizzizzizzizzizz. Like you tried. It looks, it looks like someone was trying to write cursive z's, but they did it wrong. That's how you spell the word. Um. Anyway, that one is supposed to be six times bigger than Chernobyl, and they like a bomb hit it the other day, but like it just was okay. But they were like, please don't hit it with more bombs. So. I. But that to me is like. That's when you're playing a game of chicken with another driver. Not that I, excuse me, not that I would ever do this. You would not. 
I wouldn't risk uh, any damage to my vehicle. But if you're playing a game of chicken and you want to convince the other person that they're the ones who need to F off and, and capitulate, you put you your hands in front them. of your eyes. You're yeah, like, yeah. guess what? I'm not even looking now. That's how batshit crazy I am. And then mm-hmm. the other person goes, well, I'm not that crazy. I hope to go to TGI Fridays later today. Right. Uh, and so that's what Russia is doing. They're like trying to show how reckless they are to scare us into backing off. Um, but but it, all of the arguments for, for us to stop are all only being made by the guy who started it. Yeah. No, I will say that's like the one thing. And I don't know, this does actually segue to soccer a bit, but like the world pretty much agreed like with the with very few exceptions like oh no we're not cool with this and like i mean so many other times like we've sanctioned other countries or whatever we've tried to like shut them out of things and they get around it you know what i mean like iran still exists north korea still exists they're just like this cuba but yeah exactly block right there but then i don't know i think um i think that this time it's a little bit different i think you know they've actually worked which is kind of a surprise for sanctions and i think part of it is like there's just buy-in across the board of like you know everything even like even fifa is doing the right thing is what i'm trying to say even uefa Uh, you know what i mean so but initially so we let's 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 just take it from the top with fifa but so there's so russia invades ukraine everyone from people on the streets to like dove true beauty is speaking out about it Yes. Um, and and then the government sanctions hit not only the country itself and therefore the people who would make tons of money from imports and and all of that, but like specific sanctions that go after specific individuals who have enriched themselves under Vladimir Putin. Therefore, maybe someone that on a rainy day he could go, comrade, please give me back one billion. Like like yeah. th- like that's someone who who could use their riches to conceivably mm-hmm. funnel money back in to to prolong this war if if. If and by the way, that... until very recently, owned a very large chunk of Arsenal Football Club. <laughs> There's, I mean, that's that, that feels like that's going to be today's uh, social justice warrior springboard, right? It's going to be like the relevance Boom, of this sound war. Effect. In <laughs> we need a sound effect for social justice springboard. Warrior. Boom, roasted. Uh, <laughs> uh, we need that too. You, you had me with boom. Um, but so, do you, do you want to start with like, all right, so? FIFA and UEFA, after an initial cooling off waiting period of doing nothing, of doing jack fucking shit, initially uh, FIFA was like, actually, yeah, 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 they're gonna keep performing, they're gonna keep playing in all the matches, but it's not, they're not gonna perform as Russia. They'll perform. They're not, they're not, they're not gonna <laughs> perform on Broadway as Russia. They're, they're, they're gonna play as like the people's the original group cast of, of the Phantom of, and the Opera. It's the yes. people's group of Russia Club football group of friends. It's like something like that yeah. where it's like, wait, so you're just changing the name of this thing that we think you need to stop? Which the Olympics literally just did as they were amassing tanks at the border. But go ahead. No, it's not the Super League. It's the Duper League. <laughs> <laughs> You don't get it. It's one better than a Super League. And if you buy this, you're being duped. It's the Tuper League. T comes after it. No. Uh, you're being duped. That was good. That's a pun. I know what that is. All right. You're going to hate. You're going to hate also this uh, Chiron that's about to go up. Let's Ukraine do. Reverse Russia. Celsi. Selski, you mean. 
Um, I did my best. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what? I think he's doing a tricky little move there, where because he bought that. Well, who, club who, 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 and what? Abram- Abramovich is being very tricky in this fi- supposed fire sale of Chelsea because he's asking for a lot of money. So he's like, "Oh, you're really fucking me over by giving me four billion for this team that I paid two hundred million for, and then like put a hunt one point five billion, and you're really screwing me right now." You are really? bending me over a barrel with this $3 billion offer. <laughs> yes. And it's like, he's like, I will even forgive one. And if you give me $3 billion, I will forgive one and a half billion loan to myself. It's like, yeah, because $3 billion is more than one and a half billion, you fucking. No, I, I feel like he's like legitimately, he's like <laughs> pretending that he needs to sell this and trying to make a fortune. He's but done with he's, he's the fucking Chelsea. No one wants to support Chelsea. But isn't he? Is he being quietly forced? Like the sanctions are like either sell or have part of this taken from you? Is that like the the theory? Well, I do think that there is some truth to it. Like, I mean, because he he's probably on the sanctions list or will be, and they're yeah. doing everything they can to transfer it away from him into like these sort of corporate shells. But it's like the seizing of the yachts around the world. It's all these yeah. like one of like, which the most famous of which used to own. A third of Arsenal Football Club, by the way. Didn't mean to cut you off, but go To be on. fair, he's gone now, right? And now they're good? Yeah. And, so what's the but, moral? and not only that, he's gone. He's got some sort of shady connection with Everton that is a bit unclear to me. We talked about this with Friend of the Pod. Harding Royster? Um, yes. But I. So he got. He, his was like the biggest one. His is gigantic. It's basically a cruise ship. And they seize that. Like, it's like a naval vessel. I'd just like to have any of those people one-on-one, like, sitting across a little restaurant table from them, two chairs. And I just would be like, listen, if you got to answer anything that I ask you for the next couple of minutes, why do you need that? Like, it's not about, like, oh, I had all this money. I wanted to spend it. Like, it's like, tell me. That sounds like a pain in the ass to plan uses for that. Yeah, it legitimately, like, think about the army of, like, accountants and everything that you have to hire. Like, like, sir, you have piled up so much treasure that you have to spend all your treasure to protect your, tre- you know what I mean? It's a the silly staff, way to live. The staff for a cruise ship's got to be, what, like, 300 people? I don't know. Do you watch that show Below Decks? Is that the reality one? Yeah, I mean, I watched that's the first like... few minutes and then shot myself in the head and died, and then what? never did that a podcast. Is, that show is amazing. You need to go. Dude, you need to I come can't. back from the dead and start watching that show. I can't. It's a really good show. I think you should. Which season did you try? Was it one episode one? All I know is that you want to be on. I think the first one you want to see. It's got Hannah and Ben and. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I could recommend you. I'll send you some links. We can post them on uh, at Tweet the Soccers on Twitter. Wait a minute. We might be driving all of our fan base o- over merging it with their fan base. There's going to be two people watching a show about cruise ships. <laughs> like, we've seen a giant jump of three people. That's 100%. 100% what we <laughs> used to have. Our numbers are through the roof, Jerry. Through the roof. The phones are lighting up. <laughs> We don't know why people are calling. And, and we don't know why people are listening. But they are in small numbers, we found out. We know we know that some of you out there are going to be listening to this very podcast. And you're going to go, wait a minute. 
are they talking to me when they say you listening at home? And the answer is yes to you listening. Yes, we're talking to you. Chelsea. <laughs> Chelsea. No, I mean, good riddance. I mean, and it'll be interesting. I, the one thing that I think is absolutely true that came out of a meme is Saudi Arabia has got to be kicking themselves now. They just fucking bought Newcastle. They could have had Chelsea. But is that a solution to go, well, uh, this one uh, murderer affiliate uh, is selling to this other fresher, newer murderer f- affiliate? <laughs> like, it feels like the, the, the price points for all these big clubs, the only people that have that kind of money are evil or divorcees of evil. Yeah. Yeah, it's the 20 guys that have like a suite in Davos every year and argue and decide what's going to happen that year in the world. How much would you love it if Jeff Bezos bought Amazon? And yes, you got all the players you wanted, but think about what would come with that, like Amazon buying Twitch and shit like that or whatever. Like, you know, you know, it's funny you say that, though, because, I mean, we were talking about like the idea of sport washing before, and I feel like now. It used to be that people would do that where they thought like, oh, I will like become a patron of the plebs and I'll buy this soccer team and then that will sport wash me and I'll become this like cool guy. But actually, no, it's like the exact opposite. Like there's no one more hated on any team. The most hated position is owner. You know what I mean? Wait a minute. Were we Sorry, is this meet the doubles? Is this a baseball podcast about the 2022 MLB season? I mean, that would also work, right? Because everybody hates the, especially everybody hates the owner of the baseball team. But I think that that is spreading to soccer because soccer is becoming, even the fan bases are recognizing like a lot of this game is financial management. You know what I mean? And it's like, so if you, if you have a team that is like running the front office wrong, then it's like, that becomes like the biggest thing that the diehards want to talk about is like, we got to fix this like stuff that is above the field, you know? Do you consider, and I mean, you're you're about to experience this maybe in different ways. I know you've you've been in Austria during a pandemic, so you haven't gotten to see much of the the footballing culture around you. Maybe yeah. maybe you have gotten to see some. I don't know. It sounded when we talked about it earlier. It sounded like you've kind of for much of your time there, you've been indoors and not getting to go out and be amongst like the raucous. Like, I mean, that's that's probably oversimplifying it. Like, I haven't been on in like house arrest for the last two years, but yes. But you haven't gotten to dive into the deep end of like living in a footballing country. Yeah, exactly. So, like, do you think, like, knowing knowing how sacred some of these clubs are? Like, some of these clubs are like 150 years old, and they're the oldest thing in a given town. Yeah, Uh, and some of them are clubs that have graveyards. That (laughs) you know what I mean? Literally. some of them are clubs that um, are the oldest thing in the town and maybe the most important thing in the town. And it might still be a town of 20,000 people, but the stadium seats 40,000. Like it's, yeah. it might be, it might be like, I don't know, the, the statue of Christ, the redeemer, like that giant Jesus with its arms outstretched or like the Louvre. Like these yeah. are all things where you're like, this is a part of culture, a part of society and it has protected status. I think football clubs should be that too. Uh, and, I, and I'm not, it's mm-hmm. like, of course, major league soccer mm-hmm. is like harder to argue, but like if you, if your club has been a part of the fabric of your community for a century, I don't think that should be something someone else can use to like rinse out the blood stains from their hands or the fact that yeah. they 
are burning the planet to a crisp. Like, I, I think that should be illegal. I hardly think that this is a radical opinion. I'm sure heard lots of people say something similar, but like, it will not change until individual nations outlaw that type of NFTing of these clubs. Yeah. I mean, that's one way to go about it. I think, I think the other way to go about it is like, like what are these clubs? Like the thing that makes them valuable is there is a bunch of people who are willing to spend time and money and brain power and all this stuff on the team. And that's the fans. And I think like, there's really not that much organization. You see it a little bit, um, but there's not that much organization among fans. Like, imagine if there was sort of a fans union. I mean, Arsenal has it a little bit. They have this thing called a the funion. Arsenal. A funion. Imagine a blooming onion. That's what I'm pitching you on right now, Skyler. Um, it's a crispy, like, oniony contingency of people's, uh, or sorry, committee of people's opinions. A yeah. conglomerate. I don't know. None of those words really nailed it. You're just spitballing here. I'm just spitting. <laughs> spitting bars. Um, where was spitting I? Spitting outside uh, of bars. Funions, blooming onions. Where were we? Um, yeah. Somehow no, there's like. What a... I was saying is, I think the fans have a lot more power than they're using right now. Because ultimately, if the fans decide to leave, show's over. You know what I mean? Like the fans are the whole thing in this sport. And I think it's reasonable for them, you know, like the way that. You know, in Germany, for example, the way that everything is sort of 50-50 with the fans where there are owners, but like, you know, every the fans own the teams everywhere. You're never going to be able to pull a L.A. Rams and move St. Louis Rams to L.A. You're never going to be able to. I mean, even it's, it's a nightmare. Some of the things that we've seen in recent history, like uh, who is the guy that owned Cardiff? And he changed their colors from blue to red because he's like, yeah, but red's lucky, like where I'm from. And they're like, Wait, what are the you mean Cardiff, like the Welsh club? Wow, do I not know how to say Cardiff? Is well, that how you say like, it? You went, you went. I couldn't tell if that was like a Spanish, like Alave kind of situation. I never. I guess I've never said it. it. No R? one talks about Cardiff or well, also, Cardiff. The Welsh have their own problem with spelling and pronunciation, and like this word has they seventeen some, W's and nine Y's. What? what they do you love see? man. They can they can write some words. The Welsh I'm talking about forty sixty letters. It's They're whole alphabets. Yeah. Line. <laughs> no, but it's like it's just like three letters. But like you put your elbow on those three letters on the keyboard, and you're like, that looks like a word for church. Friend. You're like, it's a lot of consonants here, Welsh people. Don't we prefer the German sort of like mathematical addition approach to words where it's like we have a word for cow, a word for fucker, therefore cow fucker is just those two words put together. <laughs> I like that and I like even even more. I mean, I'm kind of like biased because I'm trying to learn German and everything, but like the way that they build words where they'll be like, uh, let's see, I got shield and I got lizard. So I got shield lizard. That's a turtle, you know, like you know. or flip it around a lizard shield, which is like a little net that you'd put over yourself if you sleep at night in a lizardy area. Yeah. Like in a different world where lizards are like mosquito ish, like there's like a bunch of lizards that are parasites. God, that'd be disgusting. That brings up like I have had this pre premise <laughs> I've been thinking about a lot where it's like a show. Good. Where it's exactly the normal world, lizard except parasite. one thing like that is just inexplicably <laughs> fucked. Like, like and then you like, redo Seinfeld, but it's just like Jerry, the lizards are killing me. 
But like, no, but like, do do like a family, not like after school, but like, you know, TGIF, like family ABC comedy. Mm-hmm. But some people are balloons and some people are not balloons. And like, that's the only thing you change. <laughs> it's, and a you very, never it's, it's a very Rick and Morty kind of thing. Oh, of fuck like, you. Don't, I don't say that I'm derivative. I'm punk. No, I'm not saying you're derivative of them. I'm saying but they would like, they would do an episode where like the whole thing was some people are balloons. So then what? And then you'd like, yeah, but they'd go way into, you know what I mean? They'd... They, but they would, but I think they do it for like a either a brief cutaway, like um, they love like the cutaways. interdimensional cable, um, or <laughs> it's like something like when they were jumping through different universes and they went to the universe where it was like the people were order or the phones were ordering pizza to eat while sitting on people and like. Those three things kept shifting in their relationship, like yeah. a uh, musical chairs. That was a prolonged one. I'm saying a whole fucking show where you treat it very seriously. Oh yeah, like it's this show is not necess- It's like either a lighthearted comedy, but not trying too hard. But then there's just something insane about it, and like you just like that. Just accept it. This is the show where it's about like you know two families of divorce coming together. Um, and it's about blowing up. <laughs> and like that's <laughs> the rest of it's like all like just like balloons just everywhere. And they're like some of them are aggressive balloons, like how there's like nice <laughs> and bad people. Uh, and maybe you could just almost just have like an inflatable balloon person that's mouth doesn't move and you just hear the the voiceover over it. But like I think that some of these networks like your CBSs that don't have very exciting programming should just start taking some swings on like traditional formats but one thing's fucked up and see what happens i agree with everything you said except your you don't want me to be responsible your backhanded <laughs> compliment of cbs you realize, oh it was an insult <laughs> exactly that's what i meant to say but cbs is like the they're literally the most watched network in the what world. say what like, because people like like my parents of which they are the majority of people in the world. Like the baby boomers are glued to it. And everybody else, like like for me, like I have TV stuff that I like, but you got to compete with podcasts, Twitch, Twitter, YouTube. You know what I mean? There's like a billion things that are like trying to take my attention. Um, whereas they are watching the same shows, NCIS, CSI. They're all acronyms, actually. Every single show on CBS is an acronym. CBS is an acronym itself. I'm not saying that CBS is any good. I'm just saying that they are doing fine. They don't need your ideas. Jeff Fitkin will be calling, like, not the next World Cup, but the one after on CBS. He will get. He will receive the job. It seems out of left field. But then Bob Mueller will find out that this whole time Jeff's been in bed with, with CBS. And then do nothing if he's Bob Mueller, apparently. He, he will write a strongly worded email. That's what Bob Mueller did, actually. I can't you, believe he let him off the hook. He rubbed his, his temples so aggressively to imply how upset and frustrated he was. And then he got out a big black Sharpie. I, I feel like he pulled a little bit of an like a Nader or an OJ, where it's like, you spent your entire life being a hero. But then you do the only thing that you're known for is the thing of screwing up so much. Bob Mueller. Mm. Mueller. 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 
I feel like that's a great segue to talk about uh, some of my speaking, heroes. Speaking of Speaking of Stalker. heroes that fumbled the ball on the one-yard line. Uh, we each had a, a match this weekend, Jeff. Um, yours yes, we did. went arguably better than mine did. Yours also went arguably better than my mirror. I was going to say, because I'm, I'm relatively new to soccer and I'm American, but winning is better better than losing in this I week. Right? Can't, I can't. You know what? I'm not experienced enough to tell you that. <laughs> it's I'm not been familiar. a while since you guys had wins. It's been a while. <laughs> Since I could <laughs> talk about Rashford, and it's been a while since all this shit with Ronaldo came and fucked my year. <laughs> and let's not start on Mason Greenwood. Burner, burner. Or shout out to Stained. Shout out to Aaron Lewis. Is it Aaron Lewis of Stained? Yes, Aaron Lewis abstained. And then didn't Fred Durst insert himself somehow? I thought it was either that or he did like behind blue eyes. Like that, he covered that classic song. Yes, he did cover that. And then oh, Fred Durst to exist ever again. I turned his last name into a verb. Uh, like, have <laughs> you, he, he kind of went from like, Talking about motherfucking chainsaws, and then like two years later, it's like your he's best done. impersonation is Fred Durst. How is that possible? Shut of up! Imper- <laughs> of all the impersonations you tried, like Dude, I this, I can't talk too much smack about him. I definitely paid money. I definitely was like, I have money, but I'd rather have that Limp Biscuit CD handed over like multiple times as a child i'd rather have the bassist that has like really creepy black eye contact lenses that make you not want to be a around guitarist them. by the way oh, west right. west borland my name is borland? chimp monkey nut <laughs> Dude, oh yeah they did have a weird bassist too i thought squiggy. you were squiggy about... i'm just making yeah. words up <laughs> it's, it's me these... squiggy <laughs> Monkey Nut is like it's like a what was the guy from 311's name? Was that Monkey Nut? Uh I remember 311 and I feel like this is another band I could do an impression of. Um Oh, do it. Whoa, Amber is the color of your energy. Never mind, just stick with Fred Durst. <laughs> like this. Like this. I'm rolling, 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 rolling. What? It's it's crazy like <laughs> Fred Durst and Kid Rock were at the exact same level of life. And Kid Rock was like, dude, you better start a country career because those people are dumb enough to like us forever. But these people are going to figure it out soon. And Fred Durst is like, now I know you'll be loving that shit right there. But I mean, he was not down, right? Well, yeah, he's over, and somehow Kid Rock still exists. And he's like, got like a one in 10 chance of being governor. Ever. Yeah. You strike me down, I will emerge stronger than you ever thought imaginable. That's like an Obi-Wan maybe thing for Kid Rock. I'll say this. Even when I was buying Limp Biscuit CDs, I think I knew that <laughs> Fred Durst was just like a fucking lunatic, and I was like never going to vote for him. Kid, Dur- Kid Rock, I thought, I don't know. I, I kind of thought Kid Rock was cool. I was a little bit more let down. Like, even though his music sucked, don't get me wrong, but I thought Kid Rock as a person was like, like a pretty neat guy. But man, but he did that duo with Cheryl Crow, and it really cut off one of his nuts and <laughs> threw it into the into the harbor. I put your picture away. 
<laughs> That's a terrible. Went thing. home and cried today. <laughs> Thinking about you and you now. I got I don't, a I don't southern accent. I was raised in Detroit, which is not the South at all. <laughs> yeah, closer to Chicago. The South won the piece. <laughs> am I right, Skyler? The South is its own episode. Always, always. Speaking. You know what they say about uh, Southern clubs. What about them? I keep getting older, and they keep staying with the same average attendance. <laughs> I don't know. It was an, M- an MLS joke I made to me. That was an MLS joke. Oh, okay. I was thinking of like Southern in Austin England, FC, in Charlotte or... FC. I see. I see your FC. Let's, let's not talk about them. Let's we can talk, talk about, about Arsenal. FC. Arsenal. I, did Arsenal lose to Watford? Did Arsenal draw Watford? Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna unleash. Uh, you know, don't. I hope you're not wearing a jacket because I want to unleash a very hot take. You can see my my video feed right in front of you. I know, but I just I needed to have a cool line, so I was gonna. Oh man, straight out of Scranton. Oh, that's pretty good. That's a good T-shirt. This is just <laughs> chambray, dog. I like um, to show Jeff what I'm wearing and have him evaluate me, and my <laughs> sort of like little self-esteem stock ticker goes up or yeah. down afterwards. I give him a, kind of just on a pass-fail basis, and I'm actually pretty <laughs> difficult. Um, where, yeah, Arsenal Football Club. Here's my blistering hot take: is that I think we were pretty lucky to win that game, as much as like when you watch it at first glance, we're just balling and we were like they they were some really great moments that we had offensively like all of the goals were like beautiful goals that kind of reminded you of Wenger ball I mean like little back heels and flicks and tricks and just like finishing like I mean it, it was really fun to watch but you look at that game Watford had a ton of chances right on the doorstep could not finish except could not finish except the two goal of the year candidates that they scored? And then I was going to say, and then, I mean, obviously they could finish at least twice and both, well, I mean, the second one was not a goal of the year candidate, but the first one was, I mean, a bicycle kick. The second one was also pretty awesome, though. The second I mean, one was say. a cheat code of bypassing the entire pitch to go, basically it was like that original Fellaini idea of, oh, he's great with chest control. If we just put him all the way up, we'll ping it to him, we'll catch it on his chest, He'll just sort of use his boobs to just hold it, and he'll, like, walk right into the goal. Yeah. That's kind of what wasn't – it wasn't – was it a Debele that did it? No. Who was it? It was Sissoko? Sissoko. I think Sissoko scored the second one. See, if this was a professional podcast, I would know that, but I forgot already. We don't want to disappoint our listeners by having names, facts, figures, quotes ready to go. Then this is a news podcast. Yeah. I think it was Ronaldo. I believe it was Fat Ronaldo. I think he's back in the Premier League. Anyway, go on. Well, no, it was. Just, it was just, I, th- I thought that yes, the first goal, which is a bicycle kick goal by, and I can't remember the name of who scored that one, but but the goal was pretty incredible. It was like um, I think I think he got like full contact on it and drove the ball down, which made it almost impossible to save since it wasn't right at the keeper. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can't, you, that one, you have ball. to sort of just tip your hat. Like I, I mean, saw, I was reading the Reddit comments uh, because Arsenal was already up one, nothing. And this is what tied it. And like 
the, for the goal highlight, the top Arsenal fan comment was like, well then. <laughs> which is, which I totally think is, accurate. Is perfectly stated and understated for like an Arsenal fan. Like, mm, indeed. But like in a way that mm. you can hear that like there's still echoes of soul death from just like the past 10 years of disappointment, past 10, yeah. 15 years of disappointment. Like you still hear a little bit of that Arsenal like, yeah, fuck me. Of course, why not? Why not fuck someone else? Like, what? Like, like you could almost. You, I wouldn't blame you for saying that after conceding that goal because it was like unstoppable from the shittest team in the league. Yeah, like this is a team. Well, although to be fair, like it see it must be a team that just has highs and lows because I mean, and I don't say this in a dick way, it's but like their seventh did. manager in three years. They did just beat you guys, right? No, or took some points rather. We tied. We tied. Yeah, Nobody scored. Points, right? It was. But that had everything to do with our patheticness, which we will get to, Jeff. I promise. Um, but <laughs> but who scored goals for Arsenal? Who 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 had a great game? Um, I mean, Saka had a great game. He had he had the first assist to Odegaard, who played very very well, and then Martinelli had a goal. Oh my God! You're just going on and on and on. <laughs> Fuck my deals. <laughs> um, but yeah, Mar- I thought Martinelli I thought all... looked Martinelli looked like pumped after he scored. Like he looked like. He's going to be like a Great badge, a badge It was like from outside of the box. It was just very center. It was like a weird shot you never get to take. It was like someone stopped it for him, and then he was able yep. to like perfectly curl it because the ball wasn't moving. Yeah, It was a generous setup from, I can't remember who, but yeah. when that happened, I think I thought that was the end of the game when that happened at 3-1. I mean, it was the end of the game, but it was definitely like, I mean, it was another thing where it, it was until it wasn't where like, I mean, we did have to. It was nervy at the end when it didn't need to be. Did it finish I mean, three two or four two? It finished three two, and I mean, the crazy thing about it, you look at the xG and they they beat us on xG. It was like one and a half xG to them, and like point nine two or something like that for us. And I don't know. That's it, going back to my original point. I think we got a little bit lucky because you look at all of the goals that we had. They were great finishes on, I mean, none of the, I don't think we had any big chances in the game, whereas they had several. I mean, they, there were moments where they like had a guy at the back post who flubbed the shot and, you know, they did have the two goals that obviously, you know, you can't ignore. I think it really could have been four, three them or, you know, like they had some chances. Your, uh, the goals that you scored though, they were beautiful, and the comment I'm about to make shouldn't detract from that. Like, most of them were beautiful. But, like, it does feel like hitting the in NBA Jam Tournament Edition when you have the, the special three-point circles that are, like, 10 feet further back. But if you hit it, it's, like, I don't know, four points, eight points, whatever it is. Like, yeah, it felt like you hit, like, a half-court like half shot twice, where I'm, like, not not that it was low i don't know what i'm, I'm, trying, to, I'm, trying, to, I'm trying to explain the xg like, i'm trying to yeah. explain the xg it's like a disparity game where you score on two corners it's like you know it's gonna happen every now and then but like to do well, it twice, not for all of us <laughs> yeah well it, well it even even manchester united has scored from one corner still right or did you get one, another one time yeah one time as wyclef sean would say it's like the getting laid for my team is scoring off of a corner. <laughs> um, but you, but you feel like I mean, it's been, having watched that match and having watched United stalemate yeah. with the same Watford team not that long ago, it was like a week or two ago. 
that was the moment. And in addition to our, our loss to City and the fact that you you have three games in hand, I think fourth is done and dusted at this point. I don't think anyone Ooh, even behind us is going to. What are you big. counting on? What are, can, who, I, who are you I'm counting, counting on, on to go on a rampage? I'm con- I'm counting on us continuing to be inconsistent. We're not, you know, like of the last in the last month on the form table, like we are top of the table, you know, like we have 25 points. Like we're right there with all the, you know, biggest teams in Europe. I don't think that's us a hundred percent of the time yet. You know what I mean? I think, I think that's what we need to figure out is how to consistently play like this. We've definitely had a great run as of late. Um, but I don't, I don't know. I think there's still a chance for us to lose it, but I will say, I mean, like that old saying of like, Oh, would you rather have the points or would you rather have a few games in hand? It's like, well, I'd rather have points on the board and the games. You have both. You have both. (laughs) So you could lose two matches, win one and be four points up and fourth. Yeah. That's horrible form that you would end up on top by even more of a. But that's what I'm saying. I could see us doing something like that and having it be a dogfight at the end, where it becomes kind of a toss-up between us and Spurs or us and United or you know who knows us and Wolves. But but the teams that you're competing with for fourth also have brutal upcoming schedules. Like our next match is against Spurs. Then three days later, we get Atletico Madrid. Fun. Then I think, I can't tell. I think it's a few days later we get Liverpool, but it says postponed. I think it was postponed from COVID stuff from a while back. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, we were saying that all the games in hand are against teams like Chelsea and Liverpool. You know, teams that had a reason to postpone games because they were going deep in tournaments. And then Leicester. So I feel like, Jeff, there's a world where we lose all four of those, embarrassingly. Um, At this moment, it feels like the team is emotionally falling to pieces. Um, and we can talk about that later, but like, I'm talking about all this because if Arteta keeps doing the baseline for what he's done this season, you will be in the champions league next year and we will not. And that sets up sort of like a, a chain of events that I think any non United fan would be really excited about. Um, but like we next year could be Everton. Like it's that I, I don't I think, don't that think far it's off. get to be that dire. You have no idea though. But I mean, you don't, you don't you don't feel an overhaul coming in the summer where they're just going to say, "All right, the number of players you, that you, are out you, of contract." But 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 the number of players that are out of contract is half the squad. Then there's if we're not in the Champions League, Ronaldo will not want to spend his last few moments of playing like in a not Champions League capacity. That's all he cares. You about. You think he's going to cut and run? Yeah. Or do you think yes. or do you think the problem yes. is the the other problem is he could stay and just like what if he starts to get really bad? He's already that. That's that's the current scenario. That wouldn't you be think any... he's really bad already? Yes, wow. correct. He doesn't he doesn't wow. move, he doesn't help, he's slow. Is he it like... just because are you guys still trying to play him centrally? We Does didn't he need we to go o- back. We omitted him from the squad against City, so he had a hissy fit and flew to Portugal instead of coming and cheering on your teammates, which was what they do all the times when they don't play. So Ronaldo can play, they still show up and they're, they're supportive and they're around the squad and they're waiting for their moment to, to to step up. He fucks off to Portugal. I kind of fucking am starting. I know he's like nice to children and all that. And that's great. Thank God he's not abusing children, but like, he kind of seems like such a selfish prick that like, 
the way I felt about him the first time he was here when he was younger and you really didn't see as much of that and he was just contributing. Yeah. Uh, it just feels the opposite. It feels like it's all about his tantrums now. It's all about how we're letting him down. It's all about Ronaldo yeah. CR7 FC, like the fans that will just be Ronaldo fans no matter where he plays. Like all of that. I'm sick so of it. So you don't think it's a problem where he's just not like being used right or it's like the whole system is broken and he so could be he good he's not he could you know, be there's no the midfield whole... so that's never good for a four right four. he but he but we were playing much better than we were before he arrived when it was just three forwards who or just all pace horse and it's all about counter-attacking yeah. being aggressive like just taking on the one defender and then you're you have a shot on goal like that's that's where like the rashfords and the Marcy Owls and even the Lingards of the world to some extent have had success. And now we're not playing that way at all, but you're right. We don't have the, the cast around him, but mm-hmm. he's now so one dimensional. All he can do is shoot. And even then he's been fucking up some high XG chances that have been put on a plate for him. Like his, his finishing has been deserting him. Hmm. So like he so that's the reason he wasn't even on the bench for City because I don't think Rangnick wanted the pressure of having to play him. Uh, Jeez. Because the last time that happened, uh, it got a coach fired. So yeah, I mean but, that's but, a sting for Ronaldo because like in a in in very many of the alternate you know universes, there are a lot of timelines where he played for Man City this season, right? Yeah, and he probably would have gotten. A bunch of goals, but there's also a timeline that we're living in where Jack Grealish was a hundred million dollar player and barely plays. And yeah. like it's at I'm at the point where like I kind of don't care about what City's doing because my house is such a fucking mess. The mansion down the street is really not my well, I'm not even concern. bringing it up in terms of like a oh like let's talk about city thing, but I just mean I think that's part of why where the hissy fit comes from is like he thought he marked this game on the calendar six months ago, thinking that's when I'm going to go there and I'm going to show them what they could have had. You know what I mean? But he's an and, idiot. But <laughs> I'm in, sorry. But instead, you know, he's finding out that he, he's close. Do you think he's close to done? Is that what you're saying? I think I've seen an amount of regression uh, this season alone, even from like Juventus, where he was already wow. slowing down from Madrid, but he was still scoring goals. But the I remember, I can't think it was Allegri said that like the whole team at Juventus had to start playing differently to sort of get anything out of Ronaldo. And playing that way is not maybe the modern way. Where like, like you look at Liverpool, who I hate looking at. They make me sick to my stomach. <laughs> uh, I wish that they would just go away. But you look at the way that like uh, Mane and Salah and Firmino and even the new little shits that they bought uh jota and whoever this guy is that they bought for like three million bucks and he's already like a pacey like insane winger like all of those guys they all press is pressing is like the first part of their day and and scoring goals is like oh once i finished my dinner i'll have dessert like well yeah and it's like oh it's easier to score goals when you steal the ball 30 yards away from the goal huh like yes yes that's how like (laughs) Fucking, what's his name? Jordan Henderson has like, is it Jordan Henderson or Chris Henderson? I don't like either of them. One was an MLS player and one was a Liverpool player. Jordan Henderson was Jordan a Henderson player. So Jordan Henderson is like, he's like an average-ish player. He's like a shit Carrick. But, it, but because of this system, 
it makes like that when Aldi I'm playing central midfield, like he wasn't ever really a central midfielder. They just made it work because the whole system was about pacey, aggressive players knowing where they should be to pressure the ball and force turnovers in the opponent's half. That is the whole mission of Liverpool. And then you got Virgil van Dyke's that's the insurance policy back there. Yeah. And 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 that will not break until some of those players start to to get old. Uh, which, you know, their window is probably like another two or three years, maybe at most. Um, hmm. with the with this love with these players. Like it's it'd be hard for them to replace some of those names, even with like new good signings. Sorry, so United lost 4-1 to City. The first half, United concedes a very easy sort of opportunistic goal, like the type that you're just like, oh, come on, here we go again. Like, like, like just slop, sloppy, not like Lindelof not being where he's meant to be. Is Sorry, this is the goal where you guys blocked it like three times and then De Bruyne kicked it in? No, that was the Is two, that the second? It was the two one or the three one. That might have been the three one. Okay. But the but the first one was just like I think it was De Bruyne did De Bruyne score that one too? He did have two goals, I think. I don't know. It's not my <laughs> job to know these things. Um I can What look. are we, a soccer podcast? I mean, have you met us? <laughs> Yeah, De Bruyne scored in the fifth minute, so he scored like a tap-in out of nowhere that it was like, oh, God, why would why would you pass the ball right in front of De Gea to their team's one of the most lethal players? It was like, like clearly so you've already yeah. fucked up the game plan already. Yeah. But then Jaden Sancho is basically like, let me tell you what's going to happen. I love that moment of the game. I will say that. Like, you, I feel like you guys aren't focusing enough on that bright spot. Like, the fact that you responded at all there. Like, it looked like it was going to be a game again. We responded one time. <laughs> and Which then, is not enough times to respond, but yes. And then that same De Bruyne, six minutes later, is like, oh, yeah, you think you're going to step to us? I'm giving them all voices that are way out of character. Oh yeah, I'll step to you. Oh, they all sound the same. They're just gonna start sucking each other off any second at this motorcycle gathering that they are attending. Yeah, go ahead. Um, but but it was like an, it, whenever they go back up again that quickly after you've equalized, it's like we might as well not have done this. Like, stop it. Like, just stop teasing me. Yeah, that's very true. And that that is the goal that I was thinking of, right? Where it's it is weirdly like. I felt like there was a take from a lot of United, former United players and some United fans that like United just kind of like quit on this game. But like, I really didn't see that. For me, they played really hard and they just suck. Like they're just not as good as City. You know what I mean? Are you saying Scott McTominay couldn't force his way into the City lineup right now, (laughs) physically or otherwise? He would walk into that team. No, but he, for me, that is a situation where, I don't know, the fact that you even got one back is actually good that they didn't give up that early. You know what well, I mean? What like, And that, that second time, one, they, they were actually diving all over the pitch to block the ball. And it was like, it was actually, a, it was the kind of goal that looks dumb, but you can only give it away if you've played good defense for like a long time before the eventual sort of kill strike comes in. So, so I... I want to talk with you about this because the last time we played them, they won two nothing. 
And that was right. That was the match before Ole got fired. The next match after was four one, Watford four, United one. Mm-hmm. You want context, Jeff, for who is where right now? That's I do what... want context. So, so that that was like, oh my god, this is not tenable. Then over the next weeks and months, the results didn't necessarily all come that we wanted, but you saw the team starting to try to press and starting to like play with more of an idea in mind of how all of these different pieces fit together on this board instead of just like freestyle, remix, whatever I want. My Instagram fans told me to do this. So blah, 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 that's what I'm doing. Like, I'm sorry, I'm going right after Jesse Lingard right now. But um, but basically, <laughs> it I, you started to see the structure take hold, but then some of these bigger teams have just been like, LOL, that's a nice structure. If you had, if you had not middle schoolers, but men... Uh, it would work, but we don't like we have like the fact that like Fred is one of our three MVPs. Like Fred is an average player in the Premier League, mm-hmm. and he is one of our three best players. Marcus Rashford, hero of mine. I wrote him a letter last year thanking him for being a fucking hero and supporting him after missing the the World Cup uh, penalty or sorry the Euro penalty kick yeah. when he got heckled. He came back from surgery, and this season has looked like not the same player at all. Is it, like is it just a post-surgery thing? Do you think he'll be back next year? I mean, how old? He's, he's still young, right? But it, the surgery was last summer. That like, happens, it, though, man. But thought... but it, but it look, he's making dumb decisions. He's taking a ball and going, I'm going to dribble directly into three City players. Hmm. Or three, sorry, three fucking Watford players. And that's why he's now not even starting. And then you throw him on for the last thirty, thinking, "Oh, maybe he'll, maybe he'll hit tired legs." And City, City don't have tired legs ever. They, they have two first teams. So Pep Guardiola will will rotate an individual player this week, an individual player next week, and they're all yeah. getting built-in time off. But being replaced with a with a like for like with someone that like fits that that shape perfectly. Whereas we have like, I don't know, some puzzle pieces from this Garfield puzzle. We have a few pieces of dried pasta. We have like a blood stain on the floor that no one wants to talk about, but is there like that is what our team composition is. City and Liverpool have unfortunately the right mindset. And I and I'm starting to see it being adopted by Arteta at Arsenal, albeit with like less funds, uh, but with like using youth and building youth to fit very specific roles and play them very well. So as this is a team game, it's not just about all getting 11 different diva singers on stage and having them all sing at the same time. It's like, no, we need a bassist and a rhythm guitarist. And Fred likes to say he's the guy who carries the piano for the pianist, but no, we don't have a fucking piano. Like it's Jeff. I, sorry. I want to end talking about United for the day because they make me so frustrated and disappointment and disappointed yeah. to the point where now I'm like, I don't even care about like, like I've stopped caring about them. And the way, the reason I'm still doing this podcast with you is that I care about you. <laughs> and wow. Wow. I'm so disappointed. And I'm like hearing all these leaks of like, well, the players aren't on board because they have an interim manager. Fuck you. You are paid millions of fucking dollars to play something I wish I had the free time to go play. Like, fuck yeah, you. Yeah. 
I'm sorry, I'd, my coach might not be a few months, so I don't want to listen to anything he says. That's hard. Not one word. Like, they're a bunch of, they're a bunch of fucking brats, and I'm going to sound like Rakeen, or like worse, like Graham Soonis, but like, the, the, the latent racism in Graham Soonis' words hides the fact that occasionally he is talking about like a paradigm shift of like the players have become so soft. Yeah. How soft are they? Uh, they're as soft as new soft serve twist cones by Blue Bunny. Stop by any of your uh, grocery stores, uh, your local grocery store. Pick up uh, a box of twist cones. You're going to love them. Uh, soft serve straight from your freezer. Those sound delicious. Thank you for sponsoring the pod. Soft have cone not twist paid a penny. <laughs> that was free advertising that I just fell into. Damn but like, it, Scott. But, but do you I and maybe you you don't see it as much with your team now that it's functional. But with mine, I'm seeing a lot of players complaining, pointing the blame at everyone but themselves. And I'm just yeah. so sick of narcissists being like, but it couldn't be me. I'm Jesus. That was I will say, like, of all the things that we've done over the last like year or two to get back to this sort of seemingly functional zone, like that was one of the hardest ones for me is like, like we have taken a pass on like some really talented players. I mean, Obama Yang would still be playing here were it not for just his interaction issues with the management. Like same thing for Gwen Doozy, who not that long ago looked to be one of the best young midfielders in the world. And now we were like, we've shipped him off on loans. He still kind of looks like that. And we're still not taking him back. Has he, so wait, has he, has he scored many goals? Well, he's more of like a defensive midfielder, Gwendozy. I'm oh, sorry, um, I was thinking of Obama Yang in my head. Oh yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I think Obama Yang has had like one or some, but like he's a guy that, like, he was. I mean, he's probably better than Lacazette, who's been playing a lot lately. And like on his day, he could still carry us, but he just couldn't get the off the field stuff. The other one is Saliba, the young French defender, who's one of the best French defenders in. You know, not just one of the best young ones, but one of the best ones, period, in Ligue And all of those guys have been told to take a hike because they didn't fit with, you know what I mean, like Arteta's vision. Now, some of those guys may come back. I wouldn't be surprised if Saliba was back next year. But, like, that's the thing that I think is it's going to be a bigger tax on United than even United fans are talking about now. It's like not only do you have to, like, I don't know, start plugging in some of the gaps that you've talked about, but that have already there, there might be. There might be players that have to that could contribute on the field that you have to get rid of because they can't buy into the vision, you know. So, would you would you humor me with kind of a, a United centric segment for a minute? I want I want it to be called. I want to do a segment called "Who Deserves to Stay," and and, and, and it's you, Jeff. And I mean, I can weigh in because I've watched all the games. But like, in your opinion, I'm curious. Yeah. Uh, Man, Some I of these guys I won't have opinions on, to be honest. I'm not that good. Like, I, I have opinions on your team overall, but there'll be individuals that I'm just going to make something up. I'm going to try to be really confident the whole time now. If you don't know, if it's like a set, <laughs> like a, more of a team, like a, a player on the team periphery, just like say so, and I'll be like, oh, I'll tell you. But like, I, I think when you when we go through this, you'll realize just how fucked this team is, just how little mm-hmm. there is to build on. And some of them are players that are already leaving, that their contracts are ending, 
and so you're both, not even gonna like get the option of getting 20 mil for him and but like, we, but we don't know how to do that we don't know how to do that we know how to give players away and pay other teams to play them Put for them us <laughs> alexa sanchez for example no i'm not talking to you amazon device every time we talk about him <laughs> me you talking about me do you want to buy shopping no. bags <laughs> alexi oh I, that was like such a such a dart of a joke <laughs> um all right start with goalkeepers here david de Gea. i mean that's the thing he, he's many he's such a united player in that you can't deny his talent but but like Probably, and I'm basing this on like a real gut shot feeling, but probably time to go. You know what I mean? But like sell him, right? So who wants to buy the best paid goalie on the planet, I think, other than maybe Donnarumma? Um, De Gea has returned to his shot stopping form this year. But what you find out is he's so bad at all the other stuff. Coming out to claim corners. Coming out early when a ball's played over the back. Uh, playing the ball with his feet, like all of those things that the modern goalie is expected to at least be average and competent at. He's got like shot stopping and reactions. He's the, maybe the best that ever lived. Wow, that's a hot take. Best, but that yeah, ever I mean, but I think deficiencies it's... are massive deficiencies that cause goals. So it's yeah. like he saves seven over average, but then concedes five. He, he strikes me as like, I mean, that, and that's exactly the kind of keeper that is like fine for some teams. But like for you guys, it seems like you should be. I mean, that was the big thing when we brought in Ramsdale, which everybody shit on us for doing, including our own fans. But like, including me. It, made, it makes sense now that you think about it because it's like a lot of what he does is he just passes the ball out from the back in a way that Burnt Leno can't do. So the center backs can sort of be more engaged in bringing the ball up the field. You'll always have someone back there to like switch sides. So this side is a little congested. Instead of us having to go back to Harry Maguire and him going, what do I do with it? Like the keeper should be competent enough to step forward, be that. That way this one of the center backs can go further this way or has a chance to go straight up, uh, straight down the middle, which – McGuire used to do, but but so De Gea thirty one going to be thirty two soon. I I would get rid of him if you could. I don't think we can. We may be stuck yeah. with him. Lee Grant thirty nine years old. Get rid. Wonderful guy apparently, like really wonderful guy. Uh, Tom Heaton thirty five, kind of our backup keeper because Dean Henderson twenty four is sick of not starting for Manchester United, so he wants to go. He's been demanding to go for two transfer windows now he's like an emmy martinez for you guys mm. yeah he he like doesn't want to be here so like like what do you, what can you do um unless you really say we're getting rid of the head it's your job but you kind of got to give him the starts now and show that you're investing in him which we're not so keepers were fucked there's no good solution there we'll probably have to get a new young you just keeper. said the good solution but it's just no one's doing it you can't do it. It would require selling De Gea, and no one's going to do that. We're just just playing less. Him. I mean, we we sat Leno. Leno's one of the most highly paid goalies in the world. Like whatever. It's kind of unfortunate because Dean was gonna be the starter, but he started the season with COVID, and so De Gea was stepped in and then made a lot of impressive saves that visual passed the eye test. Yeah, even if the cumulative effect is only a little bit 
Um, all right, let's jump into outfield players since I just wasted a lot of time on goalies. Hmm. Victor Lindelof, defender, 27. I don't know. I don't know. He was responsible for two of the goals against City, exclusively responsible. I think he's like the type of defender you'd like to have on the bench for a rainy day. I don't think he should be starting for a team. There's probably a few players like that where you're like, honestly, as depth, fine, but like as then the role that they're in, no. But they're paid a lot to be depth. Yeah, and, and also, by the time we need depth in like three years, no. So, <laughs> bye. Eric Bailly. Do you remember him? <laughs> That's because he's like, he's such a fun defender to watch. Like he does crazy weird shit that somehow like he'll like bicycle kick, save an open goal, like that kind of thing. Yeah. But then he'll also do stuff where you're like, what were you huffing? Like inconsistent in decision-making and then injured a lot. And he's disappointed to not be starting. So he'll want to go. Phil Jones. Bye. I mean, I, I was happy when he got that appearance against, I think it was Wolves. He was one of the lone bright spots in that loss, in that cup loss. Um, mm. But his his knee cartilage is gone, so I think he's got to leave. And, and if he can play in the championship or some other place he'd be comfortable and just enjoy a few years of playing, I think that should be his goal. Yeah. It's no longer the next uh rio ferdinand or duncan edwards or whoever the fuck i'm duncan edwards a striker or a defender i get confused <laughs> no, not this podcast um harry Maguire spent 80 something million on him two years ago three years ago bye so you'd have to sell this guy who thinks he's big captain he's got he's big and he has a captain band on, and he thinks that makes him a big captain. I don't know. Would you keep him? No, I hate him. I hate him. Because all I ever see with him is, like, it's the same thing when he got into that fucking bar fight in Mykonos and, like, fucked somebody up. And we were I was so quick to take his side and be like, oh, I heard they were harassing his sister. From what I've seen, he's a fucking idiot. And <laughs> he's just as likely as to have started that. Because we weren't there, we don't know. But, like, I feel like I gave him immediate innocence and now i'm like no you're a moron and even when he comes out to do his captain talk it's like you know we know it's not good enough and you know just gotta just gotta get better and get better and try harder and blah 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 blah, blah. like hmm. i don't want to even hear it anymore i think they should just stop doing them like stop making these stupid poor idiot players have to explain well i didn't give a fuck is what uh is what happened but that started weeks <laughs> ago it wasn't just today it's i haven't given a fuck this whole season um because <laughs> Because we're soft. No wonder they yeah. loved it when Mourinho was fired because Ole was like, Grandma brought you a present. Like, that was Ole. Yeah. So, and so now Ralph Rangnick is like, well, your Uncle Stu did not bring you a present because it is not your birthday. And then they're like, oh, no. We're not, we're not getting half birthday presents anymore from Uncle, <laughs> Uncle Ralph Rangnick? Fire him. Um, all right. Raphael Varane. I mean, definitely one of the few pieces you're going to keep around. Although I will say, all those people that said Varane and Ben White, they cost the same amount. I think Varane is the superior defender, but he's been available for a third of the fucking season. So there's that. Availability is an ability, I've heard from smarter podcasters than us. Wow. 
So honestly, is an being, being slightly above average and being able to play most matches will benefit your team more than being the best defender ever who's injured for three Very quarters. Very true, especially on defense. I mean, consistency. Yeah, and exactly. having having a rapport with the back line. Diogo Delo. Diogo Delo. Let's, let's speed through these. Sorry, I feel like I'm making the segment last way too long. So go. So you Dalo, do it lightning round. Ask yourself. Dalo, you know better than Dalo's I. Do. I'll chime in. Well, I don't want to just have this masturbatory roster exploration by myself. I'm trying to. I'm so watching to you as the roster. <laughs> you should be paying me by the minute. <laughs> um, so Dalo has grown a lot, but he's still kind of a defender who can only kind of half attack and less than that defend. Mm-hmm. So he's probably not the starting answer. But you know who isn't the starting answer? Aaron, what the fuck, Basaka, who is the best tackler who knows nothing else about this great sport of ours. Yeah. Gotta go. Like he, somebody said that they saw, when they saw. So, so they, far it's just Varan. Varan is, Varan and. Keeper. I would also Lindelof. keep Luke Shaw. Okay. This, so I think Varan you keep and you hope he's healthy and you try to fill out other good defenders around him. So if he's got the mumps or COVID 3.0. He's actually out with COVID right now. So it's like after all his injuries, he's just like anything else. I'm out for Neymar's sister's birthday. (laughs) Um, But like Shaw at least has had periods of top level form. Uh, This season he's regressed. I think the Euros took a lot out of a a lot of the England players. Like if you look, most of them are are struggling in some way. Like the ones that played a lot. Um. Hmm. Yeah. So that's I would keep three of the defenders, and one of them would definitely start. Luke Shaw, borderline. Then midfield, Paul Pogba gone. Juan Mata gone. Jesse Lingard. Juan Mata. Gone. It's unbelievable that he's still on the team. Go ahead. He should have left three years ago. They just keep him around because he's like a little sweetie bear. He's like their Spanish Ted Lasso. Like he is, is he like, actually that's so funny because I hear nothing about him. He's well, he's like the nicest player ever. He's the one who started that common goal thing that has like all of these different pro players donating one percent of their salary to like fight hmm. poverty. I think it's poverty. Um, so he he's just like a great dude, but he's thirty three. I am faster than him, uh, and so like he has, it's time for him to go to some mid table team in in La Liga where he can sort of be like a creative playmaker who doesn't have to run a lot and just like enjoy his career a little bit more. Jesse yeah. Lingard is gone. So so all those three will be gone from our midfield. Fred will stay, but to my earlier point, he should be someone on your bench that's like a utility Darren Fletchery, John O'Shea, Rainy Day player. He should not be the focal point of your midfield. No. Um Bruno Fernandez, love him. But he has been struggling lately. Like, he's been a frustrating player to watch because he keeps trying the high-risk stuff and he just doesn't have the support to, like, pull it off. Um, Matic is, again, I'm faster than him. (laughs) Uh, He's also 33. Like, his legs were gone three years ago when we paid Chelsea 40 million bucks for him. Scott McTominay, maybe you keep him as a bench player. Like, you don't need to get rid of a cheap... Uh, academy guy, but bench player. Um, yeah. Let's see who else. Ronaldo, I think, get rid. Whether it's by Ronaldo's choice or, or ours, I feel like 
he's not the player that our future system will need. And seeing him play has done nothing for me emotionally. So why? Why? He's the highest paid salary player on the planet right now, I think. Yeah. Not worth it. Uh, Marcus Rashford started hearing Marcus Rashford doubts his future at Manchester United rumors this morning at 5 a.m. And I woke up and just was just like, okay. Okay. But are you even that like if he if he decides to go I love him Jeff. I love him. You can still I, love him when he He was a great player playing, playing injured for 2 years. He had a back injury. His back was yeah. fucking broken and he scored 20 goals in back-to-back seasons. Now he's healthy, he can't fucking do a normal thing that he would have done with a hmm. broken back. Like something's mentally wrong with him. Hmm. I don't th- I don't believe any of the like well, he spent all that time feeding all those kids, and now he can't score any goals. Like, I don't think that there's a a collabor- uh I don't think that there is a what's the word when two things are connected via data uh, correlation. There yeah, I don't causation. I don't think that it's either of those things. I think that maybe he's fried. Maybe he's frustrated with the team composition, but he's not. We're not getting the best out of him at all. Mason Greenwood. I mean, he's still on the list uh, because he hasn't been formally dismissed. He's just been told he won't be playing this season. I think yeah, I was going to say, like, that's that's the one guy that could have been absolutely a cornerstone building for the future. And But I don't want goals sure. built on, like... So, like, I'd rather we suck than someone like that play another minute for this club. Edinson Cavani, who really like... But it seems like he's really only healthy around the time when Uruguay is going to play around the international break. And the rest of the time, he's like, ah, I've got a, I hurt my flak tex. <laughs> my flak tex is hurting. I don't know if I can. Like, it's been, he wanted to leave in the summer. We convinced him to stay. Then we signed Ronaldo. And then he was probably like, why did you want me to stay? <laughs> but he's been unavailable for almost, he was unavailable for City, unavailable for everything. Like, he's just unavailable. He's like, Someone who just doesn't want to hang out with you. Yeah. Sorry. I mean, he's also, it's another thing where it's like, these are all, these are the best players that money could buy four years ago. You know, like they're all a little bit four years ago, you know? A little glazery, a little like, well, the Glazers think that he has a lot of followers on Instagram. He's maybe 34, but he won't even cost a transfer fee. That We're saving money. Hmm. They're such stupid fucks. Like, I hope that family gets, like, the newest <laughs> cancer. I hope that they breathe in some fumes at one of New their, cancer like, just dropped. <laughs> <laughs> New cancer sounds like a British, like, underground, like, synth band from the 80s. We are new cancer, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I don't even want to try and improv, a, like, a New Order song. I feel like that'd be hard. <laughs> that would be difficult. So the only people I want to keep from up top are Anthony Malanga, <clears throat> who is uh, a young teenager, uh, rhythm as a okay. dancer when he's around. He, but he tries. He applies himself. We don't sure. even know if he's got all of the talent in the world, but he's pacey as fuck, and he works hard with the press, and he does the thankless shit. Um, Jaden Sancho. Jaden Sancho. He's honestly, they got a good 72, pound, 72 million pound transfer right with him. Uh, he's growing into the league. He's just going to get better and better. But, like, I see a, a club that's got, like, a few young winger types. Uh, Scott McTominay and Fred. Uh, Diogo Dalo, Luke Shaw. Uh, Varane. And maybe, maybe Bench Lindelof. And that's it. So that's, like, 
12 gaps to plug in. Mm-hmm. And if we don't make the Champions League, Jeff, and this is the end of my argument, they, I, they've been floating a 50 million pound transfer budget for the summer, which will plug one hole maybe wrong. You guys will be just shopping in a different bucket. Arsenal have had those kind of see, but it's like you're gonna get like a five million, a ten million, and a thirty-five million. That's what it is. You have to take such a gamble on players from lesser-known leagues that could become great. Like you have to get Mane like before Southampton, right? You have to like get some like young Dutch player, <laughs> Johnny Vanderbeek. <laughs> Who I also don't think should stay. I don't think he should stay because I don't think he's a good fit here. But, but like you need to like luck out on those. That's what Leicester did. Not only was their scouting did it, be, it became like the best money ball scouting around. But like they they had like a bunch of one million pound and under lottery tickets, and like half of them panned out. And that's how they had a team that like crawled to the top. I am so sorry. I realized that this segment was probably like thirty minutes long, Jeff. It's just like. <laughs> It might be the last big United segment that we have on this podcast for like the next few episodes. Cause I'm, so, how do you fix that? You don't, you don't, you don't fix it unless you have some like foreign government that wants to sport wash you to being good again. And I don't want that either. So if the choice was become Newcastle or whatever the next Chelsea is going to be, or be Everton and go down, like fuck them. Like what the, the badge will survive. I, maybe going down would be the thing that gets the Glazers to sell. I don't know. I, I don't think the sort of doggy paddling along anymore is, is working, as we're seeing. Like, it's going to be the top eight pretty soon. You know, it'll get better. It really will. It really will get better. And you know it's bad if I'm trying to cheer you up about it, but there's there's always, you know, there's players that will come through the youth team. They're are guys that'll surprise you. And then there are guys that will just fuck off. I think you'll have a lot of, I mean, think about how many players you could afford. If you just had all the people we named earlier, fuck off. Like that was a lot of like Arsenal. Arsenal swallowed some tough pills with Aubameyang and so many others were just letting them go. But then we get that, you know, like Ozil, Ramsey. I mean, whatever you look at, we basically got rid of an entire first team without a transfer fee but we get to keep some of that money that we would have been paying him. And that, you know what I mean? Sometimes that's the move. Dude, I wish. And I feel like you're the perfect person to try and talk me off the ledge, having arsenaled out for the last decade. And now you're finally feeling like some legitimacy again. And we talked about this earlier in this podcast. It was very much like, I think it was like after the first few, it was like, oh, wait a minute. We're ships passing in the night. And I'm not going to like this one. (laughs) I think it'll, uh, I mean, I mean, you are a, a Yankees, Cowboys. Let's go Man easy on the Cowboys. Fan. I haven't watched a football game Fair in like enough. six years. But I'm just saying like, you're not a guy, like for me, every team that I grew up watching was like the Orioles or like the old Washington Capitals before they had Ovechkin or like, you know, that they were just terrible. And so in a weird way, I appreciate losing teams you know like I, most of the teams i've ever followed are losing teams i think it'll be a real acquired taste for you <laughs> if it comes to that you guys I, may be fine next year no it's just going to be this negative nasty relationship where i continue to watch them 
waiting for a change, for a pivot. It doesn't have to mean that they win the league. It just has to mean like, oh, I see where this is going now. We're, we're, we are in a, I would argue, a worse state right now, having spent a billion dollars since the Glazers have taken over, than the Busby Babes team was post-airplane crash, where like they had to rebuild. But they, but twenty years later, they were European champions, or like whatever yeah. it was. Like years later, they were Europe. I don't think we're. I think we have we have more growing pains from our stupid ownership to get like. Do they want to own a sinking ship or uh, a speedboat? Yeah. And I think right now they're like, well, sinking ship uh, parked in the harbor doesn't matter. Like that's the way they've been thinking about hmm. it. Like they got this big thing they can just sit, take their forty or fifty million pound dividend every year. Even if it means no transfer budget, as long as like Kathy Glazer is getting her, I don't know, new slave basement installed for her <laughs> slaves to live in, or like a new place where they can like with like soundproof walls for raping the kids, like that's that's what what matters, and it's not like taking all of the revenue of which Manchester United has generates and putting it. Right, they should treat it like a nonprofit for five years. All oh, really, that's all these fucking teams, right? I mean, really. Five years. They could go back yeah. to being greedy if they treated it like a, like a nonprofit where every dollar earned has to go right back into the team, to the training facilities, to the coaching we have. Like, if they could focus yeah. for five years, they could go back to being a bank siphoning money off of us again. But it wouldn't matter because we'd have the right yeah. structure in place. I mean, it's the same thing that we talked about earlier, though, where it's like what makes Manchester United Manchester United is that they have a bajillion fans around the world. You know what I mean? Like it's su- it, it is such forever, a big piggy bank. But it's like, it's, what, it's exactly like what you said. It's like if you don't, you know what I mean? They'll keep coming back for a while. They really will. They already have. But there is a limit to that before you become, you know, Nottingham Forest. By the way... <laughs> Probably another team that's playing better than us right now is Nottingham Forest <laughs> with Manchester United loanee James Garner as their critical central defensive midfielder. The position of most need. Well, so the, oh, so there's a player that'll be back then. Next or they'll year. send him on loan again to it. Well, now we got to see him do it for like uh, Burnley, you know. Uh... <laughs> we have no player that does. Like, I think him right now would be an upgrade, even though he's still like a teenager. Yeah. He's scored goal. He's got multiple corner kick uh, assists this season. Multiple. Just him. Wow. He scores goals. He distributes. He like clogs passing lanes. Like, he does all the things you'd want someone to do. He just needs to weigh like 10 more pounds of muscle and he's a star Hmm. um the the united's youth teams are like about to be in like the youth semi-final cup like they've become very good the youth Hmm. teams it's the old timers that blow i mean that's what you're gonna do then like because that's what arsenal did like that we we got better as soon as we said like all right fine we'll just let Saka and smith Rowe and martinelli and all these guys have a chance but you had them there. You like had those players in place. You just needed to take the the, the brakes off, the handbrake off. We don't. Who is that? I have no idea. But I just think any seventeen year old is better than a lot of the options you just discussed. Who are you, Matt Gates, at a speed dating event? <laughs> Boom, Congressman Matt Gates. That... Oh, that's, that's a great. That's a great pedophile joke to finish on. Oh uh slava ukraine just want to make it clear we are 
officially pro Ukraine podcast. In case there was any doubt, we didn't even have to discuss that before. We knew that each other would be cool with saying that. I was a little nervous, um, <laughs> but Jeff, sorry because I just united us out a little bit. A- anything else you want to talk about? Like, I feel like you 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 deserve the right to talk on your podcast. Um, I feel like I did plenty of talking and I think that it was worth us delving into the pits of despair that your club exists in right now. Um, are you drinking some of my sadness? Like, is it, is it like a, no, I don't, I, I don't, I don't get off on it the way that some fans do, but I'm sure other Arsenal Liverpool fans, fans, I'm sure other Arsenal fans would definitely drink your sadness. Um, by yeah, the way, real quick, speaking of Liverpool fans. I may have my first like real Liverpool fan friend and I'm having to negotiate that. Whoa. It's like being friends. It's a little bit like being friends with someone who's all about the second amendment. And you're like, can we not talk about that? Mm. But, but he's really nice and funny and he hasn't said anything super douchey so far about being a Liverpool fan. He's just very cocky. And I'm time. like, how cocky were you four years ago? Like, I feel like you probably weren't. That I mean, they went yet. through, they wandered through the forest, didn't they? I know, but like the like the sound of the balls dropping on the table, it's like, okay. <laughs> when I was a United fan, when United was still sort of cresting their greatest, but like still, I got a few years of like Ferdinand and Vidic and a little bit of Fergie, and I got like a, a decade of that. I don't think I ever was like Manchester United the best, you suck. When are you, when are you playing with uh, this? Like, I, I never Me. did. I never did that. It always feels like, what yeah. are you going to win by pissing off a friend by like trying to tell them this thing I've chosen <laughs> to like is at this moment in time better than this thing you've chosen to like. Yeah. Like if they like mocha ice cream, I'm just like, okay, they're wrong, but that's fine. Sold out again. People love mocha. People love uh, Jeff Fitkin, host of Meet the Soccers. Follow and Jeff Tyler. on Twitter uh, at fake Jeff Fitkin. Follow Skyler at Come Up With Shit. Follow yeah, both of us at dog. Tweet the Soccers. That's pretty clever, isn't it? We should have said it at the beginning. No one's listening anymore. At Tweet the Soccers, yeah. Tweet us on Instagram with your TikTok. Um, and I, I <laughs> guess should we should we do the song? I forget. Do we do the song? Yeah, good. Meet the Soccers. Meet the Soccers.